Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. A Festivus for the rest of us. You gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. No, instead there's a pole. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. We got a fun one coming up here, Raj. I'm your host, Zach Fogel. With me today, Mike Rogerson. What up, Raj? Hey. I'm drinking uh, Empress Gin. Empress Gin. Sounds so fancy of you. But uh, yeah, so we are Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Get in on our Discord. We got channels for a little bit of everything. Uh, we've had this big old bet between Raj and I on who is king of Christmas. Raj, love you, buddy, but uh, I, I, I'm I, rooting for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm rooting for me. I'm picking me. I, I will I will step I will step over top of you to to, you know, to reach the pinnacle if I have to. The precipice, if you will. I fight dirty. I fight like like uh, acetican and dirty. Yeah, Rod. Rod is here, like with a fistful of stones, just waiting until he gets up there. Fucking throws him at me. But that's the whole thing. Supposedly, I'm gonna hit you with a steel steel chair. So I mean, you got that one coming. Oh man, I didn't even. I didn't see that when it happened. I caught it just like yesterday. That huge long story that somebody wrote. I it was something else. Uh, whoever did that, I forget off the top of my head, and I'm drinking a lot right now so i'm not gonna look but someone wrote a great long story on our discord about the the story of five hole or something it did that's what i said we're gonna make we're gonna make a five hole movie dude yeah gonna make a five hole movie yes what we're doing here today we got a christmasy episode in general we're having a festivus for those of you who don't know what festivus is i mean i can only imagine most of y'all do frank costanza comes up with the idea of festivus in seinfeld and uh it's one of the it's one of the best episodes of seinfeld yes i love festivus gotta get uh you know some news and injuries out of the way no. yeah i know bad vibes bad vibes raj brady shea out for personal reasons. We just brought him up the other day, uh, and and a couple of guys that we've been talking about lately are, are on this list, unfortunately. Uh, but he's out for personal reasons. Uh, Marcus Foligno left the game today, did not return, lower body injury, and that sucks. Like, I like Marcus Foligno a lot. Um, I've been saying his name a lot. Uh, and now I'm talking about him in the bad vibes part. I don't like that. The biggest one. I'm surprised. I don't know why I would have put this right in the middle. But this is the biggest one. Rasmus Sandin. He's on IR. He isn't going to be reevaluated until after Christmas. Now, remember, like, for IR, so technically, like, he, he's he's got to be out for an, another week. So he could be closer to that, you know, low-end spectrum of IR because Morgan Riley ain't coming back anytime soon he did just skate two days ago but they you know they also said there there is no close return for morgan riley so with rasmus sandine out where do you think you're looking you going mark giordano on this one uh, father christmas yeah like he's probably the best option old balls giordano like everybody else is even more defensive than giordano now it's weird how Toronto has gone into this team with like great goalies and uh, solid D. Like I don't want any of them, but Giordano you could probably get. He's pretty available and like he's gonna get you blocks for sure. He's gonna get a few hits and he might. I don't think he's gonna get on the power play. They're probably gonna go with five forwards. Well, that's what uh, they did. They 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 went with five forwards already. So you have Michael Bunting on on that on that top power play now. Yeah, and with like without the Sandine option, this is kind of more more reason for them to stick with five forwards. So none of that, but it does mean more playing time for Giordano. So you know, if you're hanging around on Toronto, 
getting playing time, you're probably going to get some assists. And uh, he already gives you blocks and hits, so, you know. You know, Michael Bunting's sure. been doing the damn thing, man. He's been doing sure. the damn thing. He's only 62% owned. I mean, I know that's a little high, like, but that that's definitely one of those, like, just go check kind of things. Because at the same time, so uh, I was I was looking at this. Michael Bunting, he has 13 points in his last 12 games. What is it? Four goals in his last five games. The rest were assists all before that. None of these are from the power play. And he, he's now going to be on that top power play. You'd think he's got to get some trickle down from that. Uh, you know, he's been shooting a decent amount. Every now and then he'll he'll throw one shot on goal game out there for you. But, you know, for the most part, he's shooting. I I feel like this is a time where you got to kind of go, like, if, if he's not owned, I feel like you got to go get Michael Bunt. Yeah, well, for sure. And, like, yeah, he's... 40% of leagues, you can do that. Like... Just go check for sure. I just found a, a conundrum that I'm in here, buddy. It's a 25-cent word. You and I are also, in addition to this uh, King of Christmas... FHF Xmas fight that we've been in. We're also head to head in our listener leagues this week. We're super close right now. I've got Mar- Martin Jones against the Canucks right now. So I have to root for the Canucks to lose so that I can get points against you. We'll see what happens. It's tight. It's tight. Sorry to derail the uh, injuries, but. Well, they are losing right now. I mean, they got a period left, but it's four to two. Let's see who who scored in that game. Who who fun scored in that game? Got four goals. He got Ollie Bjorkstrand with a goal. Jared McCann, Daniel Sprung, and Alexander Wenberg. I know Beignet got some points because that's what he does. He did. He got an assist, but he has zero shots on goal. So that's that's disconcerting. But what are you gonna do? I just want him on the sheet. I just want him to be able to say his name. I I can't I can't agree with you more about that. Okay, moving on. Just a couple of quick ones here. Dennis Gurionov, he's also out for personal reasons. Um, Elvis Merzlikens has an illness, so I mean, Corpusalo is definitely your guy right there. Jordan Cairo did not play on Tuesday. They don't play again until Friday night. Hoping he'll be back. You know what I mean? He he's a big part of that line that I that I said I like so much. You know what I mean? With Jordan Cairo not out there, Ivan Barbashev isn't as appealing and stuff like you know what I mean? Those kind of guys who are widely available, not as appealing. Uh so I hope Cairo will be back soon, but he's only day to day. Um, so I'm thinking he'll be back. Igor Chinikov is out six weeks with a high ankle sprain. He's another one of those guys that, you know. A lot of times we'll we'll bring up as an option when we're talking Columbus, uh, but we won't be for the next six weeks. So that sucks. Get better soon, buddy. And then last up, uh, you and I actually have a little bit different opinion on this one. And not that I totally disagree with you, but it just, I think, was a bonehead play and he deserves what he got. Tomash Hurdle suspended two games for high-sticking Elias Lindholm. I think, I think he deserved it. It was right after a face-off. Obviously, there was some stuff going on, but he got he got you know cross-checked and he went up high. The ref is right there. You're an idiot for doing that. You deserve the two games, Tomash Hurdle. Yeah, it wasn't smart. It wasn't a thoughtful play or anything like that. It just didn't look like it was like a vicious, you know, two-hander to the face. It looked like he got chopped a couple of times by a strong guy and he turned around and kind of i don't think he meant to hit him in the face and he, he barely hit him in the face and like nothing happened from it it's like i don't know two games was a bit a bit rich i know what a human body looks like and the percentage that is the face and head is a lot smaller he had like 90 percent of a body to hit and just couldn't hit the part that he did but he did so you get two games for that, brother. No, you don't get two games for that. Not for being a dick, plus. sure you do. No, you don't. When you got like a Austin Matthews two-hand cross-checking guys in the side of the head, Malkin, same thing, getting two games. That is not even close to the same league as what happened there. I think that the NHL has clearly shown with all of these two-game suspensions 
that they're just kind of throwing this blanket all over everything. You know what I mean? It's all this big two two game suspension blanket. And at some point in time, they're going to have to, you know, say, oh, something is so egregious. We can't give the two games this time. Because I feel like there's things where people deserve more than two games or just straight up didn't deserve anything at all. So, you know, and they still got two games. So I, I don't know. I think the NHL is kind of being a little fucky with uh with these two game suspension things. Inconsistent and it's hogwash. That's it for the bad vibes. You know what I mean? I'm I'm glad I'm glad to get those out of the way. It's Festivus time. It's Festivus time, Raj. It'll be Christmas time after Festivus. That that's when we will go to battle, you and I. First off, for Festivus. Feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. You got to do feats of strength. Uh, since you and I cannot arm wrestle, let's kind of go back and forth on guys that have had feats of strength so far this season. Just guys that have impressed you, like uh, guys that might be helping you win in in your in you know on your teams and stuff like that. Raj, who do you have up number one? Well, since you said you want to go back and forth on guys, it's 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 just a usual day that ends in why, my man. Uh, <laughs> Eric Carlson, I know it's a bit it's a bit grody, but uh, it is what it is. How are you going to not talk about what Eric Carlson's done? He's forty two points in thirty four games. Uh, on the season don't get me wrong it is not sustainable he's shooting he's got like 12.1 shooting percentage as a defenseman which is just unheard of that's ridiculous um he's playing the most he's playing the most ice time he's played in years he's playing the most ice time he's played in six years yeah but i mean he he's he at least has he at least has had some like decent shooting percentage years. Not where he was like up over, you know, double digits or anything like that, but no, he has not been anywhere near 12, but, and it's weird because yeah, he hasn't played uh, anywhere near 25 minutes in, in six years. So it's a, it's just a resurgence year. He's probably found some good. uh, Well, I do know that he is shooting like, over three times a game on goal. Like, I do know that that is a thing. That's true. And that uh, far higher shots per game than he's had in his, in basically, I don't know, seven years. And that has a lot to do with Brent Burns leaving because Brent Burns, you know, obviously takes a lot of shots. And when he was there, even though they both played a lot, obviously you're going to lose some shots to Brent Burns. And now that he's kind of there by himself, he's just shooting up like crazy. So yeah, I like I like Carlson as a as a feat of strength. I wouldn't even say I like him. It's just it's unbelievable the comeback he's made. And I, I like I said, it's I don't feel like it's sustainable after Christmas. Earlier on in the season, I said he would disappear after Christmas, and I fully believe that. But to this point, Eric Carlson. Yep. He's still going. Yep. He's still going. No, I I, I definitely agree, uh, especially, you know, where you drafted Eric Carlson is nowhere near his production right now. So, like, if you drafted Eric Carlson, you got him in, like, the teens, most likely. So, he, you're, you're, you're looking smart for that right now. Another guy that you drafted and you drafted late, or I guarantee you went undrafted in in some leagues. I'm going Josh Morrissey. He didn't go undrafted in any of our leagues. I can tell you that, and I can tell you who drafted him. Rhymes with TJ. All I'm saying is, man, he is playing out of this world this year. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I didn't see it coming. He already has more points. He has a he has thirty eight points so far in thirty two games this year. Last year he had thirty seven points in seventy nine games. And the whole thing is <laughs> no. he's literally never done anything like this. It's not that 
It's not that like, you know, that's why I can say, honest to God, no, I did not see this coming because he's literally never even been remotely close to what he's no, doing. No, so right do now. you put it? Like nowhere close. You also want to talk about 12% shooting percentages. Josh Morrissey is another one of those defensemen that has a 12% shooting percentage, a 12.2 to be exact, which is exactly double his career shooting percentage. Ain't that some shit? That's what I was going to say. Do you think Morrissey is another Carlson where it's just like an amazing start and Dona? Don't want to say it's not. It has been an amazing start, but I just don't see. I mean, Carlson at least has the pedigree of a Norris caliber defenseman. Morrissey is just a nobody. <laughs> like, you mean Josh? He, you mean Josh Norrissey? He's been well, yeah, Josh Norrissey. It's it's hard to dispute. He's he's having a huge season. I I posted in our group chat earlier all the players he's tied with. And he's like tied with like Kyle Connor, and like Austin Matthews, and a whole bunch of people like that, all in the, like in points. So Mitch Marner, yeah. My my response, uh, my response was, which one of these is not like the others? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I'm just surprised. But he really has like straight up been playing fantastic. He does not shoot though. Like that's the whole thing. Like, all right, so we're just going to go back his last 10 games. Let's see. 11 shots. 11 shots on goal in his last 10 games. Nine shots. I'm sorry. I added in an extra game in there to where he actually had two shots on goal, which is like the highest that he does. So I don't know. He's not a he's not a shooter. I I don't think he's like I said. He's like he's the same numbers as as Carlson. Okay, so what happens when Winnipeg starts shitting the bed like they do every year? I just think he's. I think this is an amazing start, and he deserves to be on this list. But he will not be on. He definitely the, does. He won't be in the top ten defensemen at the end of the season. There's just so many things that don't make sense. Is all I'm saying. There's just so many things that don't make sense. Like, hell, this PDO is 107. <laughs> sell, sell high, sell high. That that's 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 crazy. Oh yeah, if you can like, if you can sell a Josh Morrissey for you know, man, I I I'd almost like to say uh, Victor Hedman or something like that. That would be interesting. I would probably want to do that. That's just. I would take Kevin. Okay. Who you got next? I do. I, I, I'm i not saying Josh Morrissey ain't a good pick, but man, I did not see that shit coming. No, no, no. Well, Logan, uh, Logan Hunter S. Thompson. We were somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. Man, he's hasn't played a ton in his life, really, in the NHL, but he's. He's very good, and Vegas is very good. He's not, like, exceptionally amazing, but his numbers are great where it matters. Like, in most leagues, uh, wins matter the most for goalies, and he's got 15 wins and 23 starts, so he's doing very well there. He's got a GA of, like, 261, which isn't incredible. It's fine. And a 917 save percentage, which is respectable. Uh, a couple of shutouts, but for a guy who's you know this is his second year and his first year was only 19 games, so he's a new he's a new guy and he's uh, basically uh, the number one goalie on uh, the best team in the in the West. So I think that's pretty great. I'm not gonna lie, I I was I was surprised like I was surprised about this one too. I I didn't think that he was going to be playing as well as he is, and like you said, it's not like he's blowing the the doors off or anything like that a 917 a 261 like there are fantastic goalies that people are drafting way ahead of logan thompson that have over three you know he's even though he had a short season last year where he came in and vegas was really struggling and he still he was the one bright spot 
And uh, his numbers are... He had similar numbers last year yeah, than he does now. Just a little bit better this year. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's just, he's just good. He's just a good, solid goalie. It's not like freakishly hot. He's he's very reasonably can be expected to just do this till the end of the year. Uh, so yeah, I really like him. And, and it's too bad he's not considered a rookie because uh, he's... Uh, Fantastic! He's way mm-hmm. up there in saves. He's way up there, and in- and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what, he's a McDonald's guy because no roast beef sandwiches in twenty three games. So in twenty three games so far this year, I mean, sorry, third in wins, and like I said, in points leagues especially, uh, wins are what get you the points. So big fan of his i i drafted him in, in a few leagues as my third goalie just because i didn't know what to do in like round 15 16 17 and it sure has paid off so i really dig that and that's isn't that what we like what we always preach you might want to take an you know a vasilevsky or something like that but you're going to have to pay for it every year this kind of stuff happens every single year now, I'm not saying you just want to be drafting these bottom-of-the-barrel guys, but, like, you can always find goalies, and, and there's always somebody new that you never saw coming that is going to get, you know, going to be at the top of the, you know, at the top of the list sometimes. So, like, the these diamonds in the rough are are really, you know, they're fantastic to on, especially with the goalies. I love them. Well, that's my number two, so... I'm going to send you off to your number two, and I'm going to go mix another drink because this Empress is going down too smooth. So who's your number two uh, feat of strength for the first <laughs> half so far? Uh, you want a Thompson? I'm going another one. I mean, I feel like you have to. Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson has 50 points already in 32 games played. You know, 26 goals, 24 assists. Man. Like, he is playing lights out. Don't get me wrong, the 17.8% shooting percentage definitely makes you wary. But what he's doing is just taking a total shit ton of shots. A ton of shots. When I say a ton of shots, I mean over four a game. Close to five. Like, that is a ridiculous amount. All in under 19 minutes time on ice. Could you only imagine what he would do with 20, 21 minutes? My only knock on him ever could be is that he's a, you know, he's a BFG, but he does not hit. He does not block. And in all honesty, if he's going to be scoring, you know, at, you know, a, a hundred and something crazy odd points, then man, uh, I don't care if you hit and block, I guess, to be honest. In fact, maybe I don't want you. Maybe you're right, Tage Thompson. All this time, I didn't know it, but I didn't want you hitting and blocking. I don't care if you're a big guy. If you're going to score this many points, you deserve to not have to hit and block. Humongous and scary. And I don't know if that's why he's able to get off those shots, but you know, I've said it like 15 times in the last couple of weeks while he's been... The first time I saw him play, I saw him in person. It was the old Zach eye test. I had really good seats against Buffalo and, and, and Vancouver. And I had like row four seats and Tage Thompson skated right in front of my face. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, that guy is, is pretty impressive. And uh, he wasn't quite good yet. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the last year, he had what, like 40 goals or something like that. He's getting better so fast. And it seems like like he's got Darlene excited to be able to play with a guy like that. And he's got Skinner excited, and all of a sudden, he had he had just under forty goals. He had thirty eight. I mean, it it looks like he's obviously going to blast that out of the water. He's on a one hundred twenty eight point pace right now. I love it. I really I like him as a player, and it's nice to see him doing it. As a Vancouver guy, I can always like feel for Buffalo. We came into the league together and we've sucked together for so long. I always have a kinship with Buffalo. What do you think an honest over under is going to be for him this season? Cause I got to say, if he's out there playing the games, I don't like, I'm not saying he's going to be scoring four goals a game constantly, but he shoots a ton. They put him in literally every possible position to, 
to succeed unless, you know, there's vast amounts of, you know, injuries and stuff that happen to Buffalo and one of them is to him. Man, I, I don't know that I see him slowing down all that much. He takes so many shots and he just does so much. Well, I mean, I couldn't close this out without some Canucks and uh, it's my two favorites actually, which is great. And it's two centers and it's Patterson and Horvat. So I have to sneak him into the last, last position together. But Patterson, after just such a dismal first half last year, he did come on obviously in the second half, but this year, he's got 34 points in 29 games. And what uh, people don't realize is he's really good defensively, too. Like, he's actually over a block a game, um, about a hit per game, uh, three shots a game. So he's actually in categories leagues. He's a great player to have. And now he's center left wing uh, eligible, too. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to pick him up off the wire at this point, but... Um, I got Pedersen in the fifth round in several leagues, and I am laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, we have to step over Demko uh, to, well, on our way to the bank, but um, we'll talk about that in the uh, next section. Sorry about that one. But uh, no, Pedersen is is kicking ass. And Horvat, same thing. Like Horvat has just been a goal-scoring machine this year. He's... He hasn't been number one, but he's been close to number one all season. He's been top three in, in goals for point per game. Dude, if you look at the percentage of faceoffs he takes on the Canucks, um, he's number one faceoff guy in the league. But just as an example, he has 425 faceoff wins. Next is Patterson with 145. That's like not even close. Miller has 64. That's always been his shtick, though. What hasn't been his shtick is all these freaking goals. No, he's been a reasonable goal scorer. Like he's been a second line 25 to 30 goal scorer, but this, he's already got 22 goals. So he's already had a good season for a second line center. So yeah, this is a bit unheard of. But like I was saying the other day, uh, since Boudreau took over, his goal scoring has gone way up because Boudreau has kind of noticed him as an offensive player. And and people forget, like back in the day when they were in juniors on Team Canada, he played with McDavid. Um, it was Horvat and McDavid together. And uh, he's a he is a really good offensive player, but because he's so good at face-offs, he's a good two-way player, you kind of... Uh, the old coaches and people in general kind of see him as this like two-way guy that doesn't, you know, usually when you say two-way guy, it means you're not that offensive. But he is uh, he is actually good, and Boudreaux's put him in those positions. And he's shooting over three times a game, too. That's That's pretty cool, too way more power play time and like his line mates now his his uh line mate most of the time is JT Miller so he's getting passes and setups from JT Miller as opposed to like Tyler Pearson right so he's got a humongous upgrade in line mates compared to other years so I don't think he's going to score 60 goals like he's on pace to but um yeah, he's on pace for about six, 50 60 goals so that's probably not going to happen, but 40 goals is absolutely in the picture because it's not as outrageous as it, it seems like. A little outrageous, but not not totally, not totally. I might be taking the under on that one. That that I think that those goals might slow down. Well, I think they will, and if they slow down a lot, he'll still get 40 goals, and that's the thing. So we'll see. I like Bo Horvat, though. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, it's not like I'm not rooting for him. He's, he's always a player that, I mean, how can you not, not like him? He just goes out there and he's grinding it out and winning face-offs all the time. Yeah. My next guy I'm going with, Jason Robertson. Yeah. He's a guy that we did, you know, he was drafted high. He was drafted high and, and, and you were hoping he was going to perform. And it was either he was going to perform the way you wanted him to or he would have been a huge disappointment. He is not a disappointment. <laughs> no, he's not. He is... You know, we talked about Tage Thompson, 50 points, 48 points for Jason Robertson. 24 goals, 24 assists, split straight down the middle. Uh, tons of power play points. 
I like it. Uh, how can you not? I mean, the, the shooting percentage just looks like what he's going to be. Uh, the stars look like they're going to be fantastic. Obviously, as you know, I already love Jake Ottinger. I love the direction that they are moving. All they got to do is get rid of some of those old old guys and move on with their lives. With Jason Robertson as your, you know, he is your, you're just, fr- he's your franchise player. 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's like, he's top five in, in most leagues. I know this isn't on the talk, but I have a question for you. Up till Christmas, you know, up till up till now, who who's your MVP? Who you know what I mean? I don't know. It's boring. It's McDavid. He's just be- he's ten points ahead of anybody else. <laughs> like he's just see. I don't know if that's M- MVP. I, I feel like it I kind of what I think what an MVP is different. Like for me, honestly, it's Tage Thompson, and the reason I would have him as the MVP because. Tage Thompson not on that team, I guarantee you, completely different. Completely different. I know, but same as Edmonton. I don't know. I just think that you can't ignore the fact that in in 30 games, McDavid has 15 more points. That's like a 50-point pace better. So that's better. Like it's, it's, It's much better. I'm I'm just looking at it, I guess, from the team aspect. All all I'm saying is the Oilers would still score a ton of goals. You know what I mean? The Oilers would still score a ton of goals. They have another player on that team that's a top four player in the entire league, pretty much. He's a top two player in the league, but he's, I think, without McDavid, only Dreisaitl would score on that team. Tage Thompson is the most exciting player in the league this year, 100%. And Buffalo would be nothing without him. No, for sure. It's just, it's it's so boring, but like McDavid is just so fucking good. Like he's just, there's no question he's the best player in the world. And it's... I feel like Jack Eichel hates Tage Thompson because he's doing <laughs> what Jack right. Eichel never could. No kidding. But it's just like McDavid has three more goals and 12 more assists and more hits and more blocks. So like, you just can't tell me that McDavid isn't the most valuable player. I know what you're saying. It, it kind of gets drowned out because he does have Dreisaitl, who's probably the second best player in the whole league on his team. And Tage Thompson has Jeff Skinner. But I would say that if we can just throw in a new award quickly, it's probably the most exciting player in the league. And that goes to Tage Thompson. Well, some people like Super Nintendo better than Nintendo. You know what I mean? Okay. Feats of strength. They're over with. Next up. It is the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Now you're going to hear about it. These are players that you got a problem with and and, and you want to tell them about it. Again, you to go first, just because I love this first one. I love it. How long is this episode? Because I could probably go four hours. Yeah, please don't take too long on this one single player. Okay, well, it's no secret. Roger's upset. No secret. It's uh, Thatcher Demko, Thatcher Demkold, if you yeah. will. Um, I don't know. I think I legitimately thought he was one of the best goalies in the league. He is, I think, one of the best goalies in the league. This year, he has, he has not been. This year, he has been a 3.93 goals against average. 883 save percentage. He is the 567th best ranked player in fantasy right now. I love the guy. I, you know, he's had the volume potential. But fuck, man. I mean, his numbers are worse than Spencer Martin, whose numbers are horrible. Um, so I don't know what to say. It's been a humongous disappointment. Hopefully, there is like a mercy injury. The hockey gods just came down and just smote him down, and were just like, 
enough. I smote thee. Enough. They were just like, enough of this. Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> just go off, hibernate, come back in the new year, and I hope to fuck he's back to being something. But my God, it's been brutal. Like You know, for a good bit of his career, though, he's been like, you know, real up and down. He's either real good or real bad. Like... Dude is dude is ripping beef and cheddars, man. He got he got five roast beef sandwiches in fifteen games. A third of his games are roast beef sandwiches, dude. He got coupons. He, he he's pulling he's pulling out the friggin' Sunday Clipper. I know, man. It's been really bad. Uh, and historically, he's had like month long sections where he's been brutal, but then he's like literally been MVP caliber, and it always evens out to him being a top. 10 even top five goalie because of the, the is volume. that gonna happen this year though no way yes there's no way it's gonna be a million times better when he comes back it's not gonna be an 880 save percentage he's never been anything like that right he's been yeah i know but for him to even this out he would have to have an immaculate save percentage going forward just to even it out he's done irreparable damage to this entire year for his stats yeah but it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what he's done he's already fucked you i should say me he's already fucked me in every league i'm in because that's what usually happens i would love to know where he was drafted at this year from he was drafted in the fifth round i drafted him in every league and it was in the fifth round this is my worst year in fantasy hockey in in a decade uh, for sure, and is largely because of Jonathan Huberto and Thatcher Demko. And I, Huberto didn't even make my list. Well, he's he's on. We're going to talk about him in just one second as soon as you're done, Ryan. At any rate, Demko fucking sucks. Please be better in the new year. Hey, man. Shit, she happens. Going to have up years, going to have down years. Obviously, Thatcher Demko is no different. Next up. I got Jonathan Huberdeau here. Uh, the whole thing is, you know, lately he's been on a tear, though. You know, he is uh, he had, he had a goal. He has a goal today. His goal tonight, which puts him at a, a goal and four assists in his last three game combined, and that game isn't even done yet. Um, but in general, Jonathan Huberdeau, we all thought like, and and I, I was, you know driving the fucking bus like saying yeah he's gonna be fine i don't i'm not too worried about him going to calgary they're gonna be just fine you know you got elias lindholm there loving me some tyler Toffoli and the whole idea of that but man has this been a disappointment like huge disappointment yeah like i was just saying it was one of my <laughs> biggest flops for me this year too and uh i don't know he i think he's just too good he's too good to be shitty for an entire season and he's on calgary and calgary's too good and yes it absolutely hasn't worked out yet and when you look at season long it's not evening out yet but he's too good there's a lot of grievance to be had but you know i guess evening out is 80 85 points is that where you think he's gonna end up so like last year he scored 115 points now that was amazing he scored 115 points this year he is currently on pace currently on pace for 60 points but like i said he has been playing very well lately you know in in his in his past couple of games he's been he's been definitely getting on the score sheet if i were to tell you uh, at the start of the year, who would you rather have, Eric Carlson or Jonathan Huberdo? Who would you have picked? Uh, you know that answer. <laughs> you you know that answer already. And the answer, and I would have be, and I would have vehemently fought for Huberdo too. You know, I know that's ridiculous. That it hurts. It hurts, and it sucks because I think we all love Huberdo. Like he's just. Uh, He's a great player. He's a great, great hockey player. But at any rate. Um, Ain't happening right now. All right. Who you got up next? Well, my next up is probably <laughs> the, the one that I'm most mad about that nobody else cares about, really. But this is we're airing grievances. My biggest grievances of the year 
with some fantasy implications uh, is Jim Rutherford. The Canucks have needed defense for I don't know how many years, and every single person who doesn't even watch hockey knows that the Canucks need defense. And he's gone out and got several more awesome forwards. And, like, you could look at him and go, wow, you got Kuzmenko, you got Mikheyev, like, fantastic. But you know what you've done is now, guess what? Pod Colson's in the minors. Hoglander plays 12 minutes a night. Connor Garland barely gets to play 14 minutes. Uh, So great. Great job. He got good players that we didn't need. Look how the team's doing. Not very good. Uh, but what it's done is it has made some good fantasy options like Kuzmenko's fucking killer, 26 points. Uh, Mikheyev, not great. Uh, only like two points better than than Garland. So not even that great in, in three extra minutes time on ice. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm pissed with Jim Rutherford because he's made a couple of moves like Kuzmenko, like Mikheyev. Uh, I don't even mind Lazar. Like the whole point of Lazar was to be a defensive center. So Horvat didn't have to play so many defensive minutes, but you know, you're drowning out Garland, you're drowning out Pod Coles and you're drowning out Hoglander in the process when without getting Kuzmenko and without getting Mikheyev, they could have got a good defenseman. And that would have made for a lot more wins this year. So I'm fucking pissed at Rutherford. And I'm pissed with him kind of covering his tracks by a couple of good forward pickups, even though they are decent for fantasy. But I fucking, I'm so mad about that. I'm so mad. Um, okay, next up, I got Moritz Cider. Moritz Cider. I feel like everyone's upset about Moritz Cider. And what's there not to be upset about? Like, after his year last year, which was legit awesome, legit awesome, and the whole thing is they're not ba- they're still not bad. This like they're not horrible. You would have thought that he was going to be a part of it. He was going to continue that growth, dude. Morris Cider has just is hit the fan. He has done almost nothing all year. He has one assist in his last ten or eleven games, something like that. In that, you know, he's looking. You're looking at. One shot on goal per game uh, in that same span. Dude has been playing awful and just is not getting those points. This is crazy. And it's clearly the assists. He's still scoring his own goals at the same rate. The assists are gone. The power play is gone. What in the world? Like, I I don't. And the whole thing is, I want to keep saying, yeah, sit tight, sit tight. We, We know that he is this caliber of player, you don't score 50 points as a rookie for, for, for nothing. You just don't. No, and it doesn't help. I mean, Heronic doesn't help <laughs> is a big part of the problem. Is Heronic hasn't been doing, doing you know all that great as of late either, to be honest with you. Well, not as of late, but he's been doing stuff this year, whereas Cider hasn't yes. done anything this yes. year, right? So... I don't know. At least uh, maybe maybe the door's open for Cider to get another another chance at a bunch of those power play minutes and a bunch of the the good opportunities. I sure hope so because I really liked him. I loved his I loved his play. It was really nice to see a rookie come in and kind of make it as being a physical guy. Who do you have for your last grievance? Well, my last grievance uh, mainly comes because I said he was the best defenseman in all of hockey, and he just came in. And also furled. Yeah, Victor Hedman. Uh, he is trying his best to prove me wrong at, at um, those claims. His 1.6 shooting percentage is a good start. He's literally trying to just not score 18 points in 30 games. You know, a decent point pace, actually, for for a normal defenseman, a rookie defenseman. He has eight points in his last eight games, though. That's true. They're all assists. He ain't scoring shit for goals. But, I mean, he does. He is point per game in his last eight games. That's true. No, it's promising. And he's been playing this, like, he's been playing minutes. But it's another one where Sergachev has been actually incredible this year. Uh, while 
Hedman's been very, very slacking. Like I said, not terrible for a normal human being defenseman, but he's not a normal human being defenseman. Like he's he's very potentially the best defenseman in the league. Like I think he is. You can argue otherwise, but he's definitely what like in the conversation. And and that doesn't include like a fifty point per game pace. Um, he's not a huge hitter ever. He's over uh, like about a hit and a half a game. Uh, almost two blocks a game that's fine but like his shooting percentage is garbage he's not getting the yeah power. it's coming down to the goals man it, it, it really is it's coming down to the goals he he's still getting the assist but he has one goal one goal this year yeah he had 20 last year and he's always had a good chunk of goals uh so he's had he's had double digit goals in eight of his 12 seasons since he's been a real nhler he's been he's been scoring a lot and 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 he's he's been in the contention for the norris every single year for forever and this year he is definitely not he's got a long way to go before he even gets remembered as a decent defenseman this year he's not even the best defenseman on the team right now so come on headman i don't want to say that to his face because my god is he ever a big humongous man but come on headman get your shit together Next guy I want to bring up is Alexander Barkov. Uh, and this is another player. I, I love Alexander Barkov. Always have. Like, I'm a big fan. His shooting percentage is in the dumps again. Uh, like we had just talked about with Hedman. Dude is, you know, his shooting percentage is half of what his career average is. Um, he's shooting under, you know, under 10% for the first time in, you know, his entire career, except for his rookie season. Alexander Barkov is playing as bad as he ever has since his rookie year. And that has, you know, it has nothing to do with the whole Hooper note thing, too, because remember, they weren't, they, you know, other than the power play, they really were never, you know, out there too much together. You know, he was he was still alongside for Hagee, just like he was last year. And it was just clicking last year. The only difference is, I mean, you're looking at Matt Kachuk. Is, is Matt Kachuk kind of like, the kryptonite for Barkov? I don't know, man. He's been actually doing better than I thought he would. Kachuk has been picking up some points. But... Yeah, Kachuk's been doing, you know, I think Kachuk actually came out of this the best looking out of all these out of all these players that kind of went back and forth between those teams. Yeah, it's absolutely the opposite of what I thought. Which Agreed. is which is basically a hundred percent on par for the entire season. So, well, where I feel a lot more confident is in my Christmas picks. I can tell you that. Barky is still taking a ton of shots. What are you, are you, are, what are you, you're, I, okay, we're done with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you, Raj, but you're about to hear about them. Okay, so this is going to be it. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for a while now. We're picking these, we're picking these Christmas rankings. And we've been keeping track of it. We've been taking it seriously. Yeah, been taking it seriously. We are tied, Raj. We are tied. We are going into game seven. This is overtime. Pull out your goalie. We're going, we're going, we're, sh- we're doing a shootout. Doing a shootout here, bro. Before things get too off track here, we want you to vote for this. You can either vote in the Discord, in the uh, in the Xmas channel, or you can get at us on Twitter using hashtag FHFHXmas at FHFHockey. That's where you're going to find us to post who you think is going to win or who you think, who you have winning. Because this is what it comes down to. This is going to be the king of Christmas is all the marbles, Raj. Uh, We're going movies. This is the big one. We're pulling out the big guns on this last episode before Christmas. Pulling out the big guns. We're going top five. We've done top three every other episode. We're going top five on this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Christmas movies, bro. Who you got at number five? My number five. Ernest Saves Christmas. Ho, 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 Vern. Merry One of my favorite all-time. <laughs> One of my favorite all-time I'm laughing guys. about it, just thinking about it. You know what I mean, Vern? One of my favorite characters but i can't ernest goes to camp ernest saves christmas blah 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 blah. it goes on and on and on there's so many good movies my favorite memory ever do you guys have drive you guys must have drive-in movies in the states right like where you go drive in your car uh yeah in 1978 yeah absolutely 
the only time I went to a drive-in movie, it was the weirdest double feature I've ever seen. It was Ernest Goes to Camp and then Friday the 13th 3. So it was oh my like God, that's, that's getting <laughs> all, all different pieces. I was about nine years old at the time. So yeah, the first Ernest was great. And then I love Jason, but my sister who was like seven fully disturbed for the rest of her life over it. But I digress. Uh, Ernest saves Christmas. Guess what happens? There's trouble. And then Ernest helps Santa save Christmas. I'm not against this. I'm not I'm not against this pick, but I got to say like that's not even my favorite Ernest movie though. Like Ernest scared stupid is the way to go. I couldn't put Ernest goes to camp on the Christmas list. It wouldn't fit. I I feel you. All I'm saying is it's not even my favorite Ernest movie, so I mean it, I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm just a, I'm going with scared stupid if if I had to pick an Ernest movie that I liked. I'm going to agree. Do top 5 Ernest movies. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you there. Okay, I'm pulling out an old school. This this is an old school because I really growing up like I always watched all those like stop motion Christmas films. Like I, I love them. Uh, my favorite one or one of my top favorite ones. I like them all. Uh, the Year Without a Santa Claus, 1974, it came out, and this one is is the one with like the heat miser and the snow miser. You know, like. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. Like, I freaking love it. It is it is the way to go. It is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I have already watched it this year. You're without a Santa Claus. I'm, I'm going Heat Miser on this one. And because that's the thing. I love all these, like, auxiliary characters. And the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser are great auxiliary characters. Or auxiliary characters. Uh, I will... Uh, go with another classic. Um, I tried not to just pick. That's the thing. All of these ones are good. They're all good. They're all good. It's gonna be tough to. It's gonna be tough. To- yeah, there's no, there's no bummers on either list in this case. I don't have any. There's no Mariah Carey's. There's no, there's no Nintendos. There's no super contentious picks. I think we both. They're that's the thing. They're all Nintendo. I think we yeah, exactly the team of Connor McDavid's. Uh, Frosty the Snowman. I mean. Frosty the Snowman. You're you're talking you're talking about like the cartoon one. Yes, right? the original I hope so. the original cartoon one with all the original versions of all the songs we know. Well, I mean, Frosty the Snowman is the song we know, <laughs> and it's it's the version from that show that we love. Everybody knows the story. Everybody knows the movie. Everybody knows the song. Uh, I don't want to. I didn't go all nostalgia on on all these, but that one I kind of got to throw in there. Who am I kidding? It could be number one for fuck's sakes. Legitimately classic. I don't think you're going to argue with me. Frosty's. It's a, it's, a, it's a solid pick. So there you go. Frosty the Snowman. I will say there hasn't been like, you know, a ton of good Frosty movies. You know what I mean? That one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> what was that one? That one's, that was awful. Awful. Horrible movie. It's a tough remake. It's a really tough remake. Where he like dies and turns into a friggin' snowman. That's <laughs> that sounds horrible. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like a nightmare. Then the man reconnects with his son. Michael Keaton, you were Batman, dude. You were Batman. What do you got for your number four? Um, I'm going I'm going a funny one on this one. I'm going a funny one on this one. I'm going Bad Santa. Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac. It's just a hilarious movie. Uh, I like Billy Bob Thornton. I know. I know some people. He, you know, uh, my mom doesn't like Billy Bob Thornton. However, I do, and I, <laughs> and I like that movie. Uh, Bad Santa is a fantastic movie. Um, it is, you know, on on my list of of watches for Christmas time. That's for sure. I would watch this movie all year round, to be honest with you. But I'm I'm putting it on my Christmas list. Number four, Bad Santa. I'm into it. And you know what? I would also like to throw in as a side note, I think Bernie Mac is one of the... I love Bernie Mac. I know. I know. Low-key, he's one of the greatest of all time, actually. In Canada, at least, he's not ever considered when people talk about amazing all-time comedians, but he is so good. I really like Bernie Mac. I've brought this movie up on several other shows, but number three for me is Elf. I can't argue against it. It's a good movie. 
in my world here, I get shit on for liking Elf and c- considering it a classic all the time. And then when I went into Discord and and talking to you, it sounds like everybody else loves Elf too. So what I've come to think is that I think I have shitty friends is what I've come to think. And that's the lesson that Elf has taught me. I think there's no problem with Elf. I do. I, I, I like that movie too. And in all honesty, it's so hard to come out with a movie like that and it actually work. Yeah. Like to create a Christmas classic that is so hard to do. So I, I got no problem with Elf. Well, and to do it and not be overly weird, not be overly... Ch- I mean, it's super cheesy. It's like very classic cheesy feeling. But that's what it's supposed to be. It's 100% beginning of the career Will Ferrell is what it is. It's like it's his talent, but before he was a massive star and you'd expect it, it was just like he <laughs> he really he really put that shit together. And uh, that girl who sang in it, the that was nice. Love the movie. Classic. Zoe Deschanel. All right. So at number three, I have the Santa Claus and all of the accoutrement that come with it. Obviously, my number one for out of the whole like series is the Santa Claus, like the first episode or, you know, the first movie with, you know, Bernard and Charlie and, you know, Tim Allen just being the man. But in all honesty... I like I like all of them. I'm down for the Santa Claus too. I'm down for the one where he gets a wife. I've been watching the Santa Clauses on friggin' um, uh, on like Paramount or whatever the hell it is. Uh, and I uh, picked my sister up from a surgery. I watched a couple of those with her the other night. Yeah, uh, Kumar Kumar's a dick, by the way. So I mean, dude, I, I like <laughs> I like I like all of them. I like all of them. I like Tim Allen. I like the Santa Claus. This is an easy, this had to be in my top five. I didn't know where to put it in my top five. It fell at number three. I like it. I like your spot. I like it. I like the series. I like Tim Allen. I really like Tim Allen. I like Kumar. I liked him on House. I liked him on Harold and Kumar. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, he's a dick in this show. Yeah, well, it's he's an actor. Actor. He's acting like a dick. I, I get it. I get it. But that doesn't mean he, I mean, he's screwing over Santa. I don't like that. I'm just going to make a note to the people who are listening because it's a podcast. I've switched from gin to fat tug IPAs. It's probably for the best. All right. Who you got at number two? I, th- I think you might agree. This is a potential number one pick. Um, oh, it's, it's what I thought you were going to have at number one what i thought you were gonna have at number one i don't know how i don't know how it can be your favorite character and not be your number one movie well because and you'll you'll have to see when we get to number one but the grinch the original grinch is my number two movie uh animation we included animations we included claymation stop motion all that stuff so the original grinch uh obviously great songs it came up in our songs it came up in characters it's coming up in movies as you mentioned the jim carrey version is also fantastic not it's a a solid backup the the latest the latest cartoon version it's all right uh, but I mean, it's definitely number three in 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 the rankings of Grinches. That's for oh sure. oh oh for sure. And I mean, to make like a to make a live action human being version of the Grinch, it had to be Jim Carrey. <laughs> you know the mask, awesome. etc. Et Fantastic. So yep, uh, the Grinch. I'm going with the original, but yes, definite uh, shout out to the Jim Carrey version as a, as a sub sub vote all right so for my number two and like i said we're getting down nitty-gritty here so i gotta i gotta throw i gotta throw out bangers i'm 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 a rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and then like the 1964 version super old school like you got Hermie and shit 100 i do not miss this movie every year i do not miss this you already know how i feel about yukon cornelius 
He is one of my favorite all-time Christmas characters in general. He is in this movie. Dude, Bumbles Bounce. Facts. Yep, 100%. Saves Christmas. He saves Christmas. There would be no Christmas if it weren't for Rudolph. That's for sure. And we all do know that Yukon Cornelius is the number one Christmas character of all time. Uh, I'm a, I'm 100% on board. I didn't know that everybody else, you know, I didn't know that other people had an affinity for Yukon Cornelius like I do. So I'm ha- I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, other people feel that way cuz he is he is a top tier, you know, kind of background character. Exactly. No, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Cannot uh dispute. Like we said, it can't can't really dispute any of these picks. My number Number one. My number one. My number one. All this time, all this time, we're getting there. We are here. We have arrived. Mm -hmm. What do you got at number one, Raj? My game seven. Number one. I'm chewing a mouthful of Asiago cheese right now. I'm not going to lie. Seems like a horrible cheese to just pick as an entire mouthful of cheese. Oh, it's so good. It stinks. It goes well with my fat tub, which also smells like socks. Which goes well with your number one. Trailer Park Boys Christmas. Um, Definitely my favorite. I had to check the rule book with you. You allowed... I I, I, I let let it slide. You allowed it. It's... It's a, it's it's a forty-five minute TV movie, TV special, DVD release special. Cut in the quote here. Sorry to interrupt, but I just had one of those brain learning things pop in my head that wasn't there a second ago, and it's about time to think of me around that. Basically, what is Christmas? You know, I just got out of jail, which was awesome. You know, in jail we don't have presents and lights and trees. We just get stoned and drunk. It's the best time. You know, I get out here and I'm all stressed out. My girlfriend breaks up with me. And, I mean, that's not what Christmas should be. You should be getting drunk and stoned with your friends and family, people that you love. Who here is drunk right now? How many people here are drunk besides Julian? Like, that is so awesome and dope. God doesn't give a shit if you smoke dope. You're in church, so you can't lie. How many people here are stoned right now? Come on, how many people here are stoned right now? That's what I thought. Like, that's Christmas. None of this presents and lights and stress and shit. Just getting drunk and stoned with your friends, family, people that you love. That's Christmas to me. That's Ricky. Uh, Ricky Bubbles. Julian. <laughs> See, I, I, I allowed it because you said it was your favorite. If it's your favorite, I want you to be able to put your favorite down. Not my number one, but I like Trailer Park Boys. They're all right. I got to do it. I, I feel like a lot of people are going to see this one coming and you're not wrong. Usually, you know, uh, usually the most obvious answer is the correct answer. Christmas vacation. It's Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. And even just like literally just like the opening like part of that movie is a part of the nostalgia too. like the little cartoon opening where like Santa is getting like electrocuted and stuff like that. Oh my God, that's all part of the nostalgia of Christmas Vacation. I love me some Christmas Vacation. I I I legit died like I love that movie. And I know that uh, this has been actually a divisive thing that you know I thought you know that Christmas Vacation would be more widely loved, and it seems that it's not. But I'm stick. But I got to stick to my guns. That's the thing. I got to stick to my guns. This is legit my my personal favorite Christmas movie. I know you have Randy Quaid in your heart, and I can understand that. Who who doesn't? You have a you you have an empty heart if you don't have Randy Quaid in your heart. That's true. You've got a Randy Quaid sized hole in your heart, <laughs> and it's uh, a big hole. <laughs> it's a humongous hole. I think your number one pick is fucking fantastic. I can't agree with it. I can't disagree with it. I mean, I also can't agree with it because it's not mine. But. Raj, this, I'm not going to lie to you, Raj. This has been so much fun. This has been so much fun. I, I know it's been so off topic from what 
we actually do. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> fantasy hockey. It has literally nothing to do with what our podcast is about. Um, but at the same time, our podcast is also about, you know, uh, letting you in on who we are. You know, uh, every every day, a little bit at a time, you, you find you find out who we are because I will fight vigorously for some of these things. You're not you're not going to take these away from me. But at the end of the day, your favorite Christmas thing, it, you know, can be different than mine. And it's all good. I want you to vote for us here. I want you to vote for either myself or Raj on who you think has the best top five movies. Raj went with Ernest Saved Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, Elf. The Grinch, the original Grinch, and then Trailer Park Boys Christmas. I went with Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, you know, one of the old school stop stop motion Johns, Bad Santa, uh, The Santa Claus, Tim Allen, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and then Christmas Vacation. Those are my top five. So whoever you think has the best top five, that's going to decide the King of Christmas. Whoever wins this episode wins the entire month. It's been a long month, and I've worked hard on this. Man, Raj, someone's going to have to be the, you know, the prince. The, you know, I don't want to be the prince of Christmas. I want to be the king. It's been it's been vicious. It's been up and down. It's tested our friendship. Just like Christmas in general, it has filled me with both holiday cheer and anger. Guys, make sure you vote for us on Discord. Uh, get into the Xmas, uh, the Xmas channel. Raj, if it's you, good job. Uh, if it's me, I will be happy to wear that crown because I love me some Christmas. Um, also, you can vote F, uh, at FHF Hockey on Twitter. Um, use the hashtag FHFHXmas. Raj, do you got anything, bro? Uh, well, have a have a Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't know. If I have to lose the King of Christmas to anybody, I'm glad it's you. Cheers. If you're gonna whip Nick, uh, <laughs> what? If you're gonna whip out that Empress is. If doing. you're gonna whip out Yukon Cornelius, you deserve to be a contender. Can't wait to see what people think. I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah, man. It was a good time. TJ, love you, buddy. Um, we'll see you all before the new year, I'm sure. But uh, it's, it's... Yeah, of course. I mean, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Merry Christmas, everybody. For the Kavinochton, anywhere you want to take it. Uh, other than that, Raj, love you. TJ, love you. Everybody else, love you. Love you.